Hello, everybody. I'm Connor Shepard. You're listening to The Shepard Show. I'm not feeling that good today. I think I'm going to come down as the bad stomach flu. But anyway, we're going to keep it kind of short today. 17 states filed a lawsuit about a Biden victory, including Texas and 16 others backing it. All that and more on this episode of The Shepard Show. Also, sports. For the first time since, like, episode, pre-episode, like, one, I think, when I started doing it. Yeah, it was weird. The early episodes of The Shepard Show had to be taken down because, oh my god, I was so bad. <laughs> my god. It was not good. Also, voter fraud. Here's Ben Shapiro with proof of voter fraud in Georgia. Whenever you're ready. So, if you missed it last week, there was this shocking video. It appeared from Fulton County, Georgia. It appeared to show ballot workers taking boxes of previously uncounted ballots out from beneath the table and then counted them after the room had been cleared of election observers. The voice narrating that video was Jackie Deason, lawyer and host of the Jackie Daly Show. Jackie joins us today to talk about that tape and, more importantly, the most damning claims in the election fraud lawsuit currently happening in Georgia right now. Jackie, thanks so much for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Ben. Good to see you. So why don't we start with sort of your recap of what exactly that tape was showing, because I don't want to mischaracterize it. Right. So what I did was narrate the tape for the Georgia State Legislature, specifically the Senate, showing what was happening at State Farm Arena, specifically between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. on election night. We looked there because we had affidavits from witnesses who were Republican observers who said there was an announcement that went out to the press, to the, the room, saying that counting was done for the night at 10.30. Everyone came back at 8.30. So one left. Our observers left. Frankly, they have no legal right to be present if there's no counting going on. They can't stand guard over the ballots all night, legally, so they left. But then they received a press tip that, in fact, counting had continued after they left. So they went back to State Farm Arena when they learned that... Sounds kind of fishy to me, but all the Biden supporters are saying, just get over it. He won. Well, that's some big bullshit because you've been trying to impeach the president for three years now. For all three years that he's been in presidency. And as soon as he gets out, or maybe if he does somehow pull the, pull that out of his ass on January 20th, and maybe he'll be sworn in again. But if so, we're going to have an old man who sniffs kids being our president. Dead people voted in the election. I said it in another episode. I'll say it again. I talked to Carlson with me. Dead people voted. There is proof and evidence. There's underage people who voted. There are dead cats who voted. There was that one video that I spoke of. There is voter fraud. You just got to open up your mind. Stop listening to fucking CNN. Open up your mind and then you'll see everything's so much clearer now that there is voter fraud in the 2020 U.S. election. Around one o'clock in the morning. And sure enough, the security guard, who wouldn't let them in at first, but finally, after some negotiation, took them upstairs um, said, yeah, the people just left like five minutes ago. So we went to the tape, and sure enough, the tape confirmed exactly what they told us. So we, we told the legislature. Okay, so uh, the response from the Georgia Secretary of State, Gabriel Sterling, in, in his office, Sterling, he, he suggested that, well, it appears that it was true that perhaps people were told to leave it. There's controversy over this from, from state election officials. They, they originally said, no, nobody was told to leave. Then they said, well, maybe people were told to leave, but then there was a state election monitor who was present the whole time, uh, his statement is that the real question is about the ballots themselves. So in the video, it appears that there are these boxes of ballots that are on the table. 
Uh, you had said suitcases in the narration. They said it was cases. Doesn't really matter. Uh, there are these boxes of ballots. Uh, according to Sterling, there were monitors and observers who were there when these ballots were originally put into the boxes, and everybody knew the ballots were in the boxes, and everything is on tape anyway. So, is the allegation that these ballots that were then processed were fraudulent? Uh, what, what's the actual allegation about the, the processing of the ballots that were under the table in the boxes? The truth is, no one knows what those ballots were because. Even when our observers were there and the press were there, they were kept back so far, like 40 to 100 feet away, they could not possibly see what those ballots were. This was a continuing complaint. All the Biden supporters and like Biden's uh, managers and stuff, they're like, oh, it's free and fair. If it's free and fair, then why don't you let people come up and watch you count the ballots? If you're not hiding something, just come out and say, you don't have to be worried about it and put and bump all the press and bump the press back like a hundred feet. If you're that scared, it's easy that there's voter fraud. But if there is no voter fraud, like the Biden's people say, why not just let the people watch it? Why not let the people watch you count every single ballot? Because in their case, they got to count every single ballot. I don't know why, but no. Nah. Of the Republican Party all the way through early voting, all the way through election day, in counties across Georgia, we had the affidavits, our observers were not permitted to even be where they could see what was going on. Some of the scanners in the room were behind a wall. They didn't even know they were there until the spokesperson told them that evening. So the truth is, they could have all been marked for Biden. Our observers with, without binoculars and without moving their angle wouldn't know the difference. So it's kind of a worthless, meaningless point because we've been complaining about this all along. Um, perhaps, yes, the ballots were there uh, or packed in front of them, but to us that holds no meaning. It doesn't change the fact they broke the law. They cannot count the ballots without the public being permitted to view the proceedings under Georgia law. You may not mislead the observers in the press into leaving. And by the way, CNN, ABC, NBC, and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported that the spokesperson for the Elections Department told the press that they were sending everyone home or stopping counting at 10.30 that night. So for the Secretary of State to claim that no one was told they were going to stop counting is just false. And even a simple Google search would rebut that. Also, they said their monitor was there all the time. The monitor says in a fact-check story, and in fact, he didn't get there until 11.52 p.m. That's about an hour and a half after they announced for everyone to leave, for everyone to leave. So he says himself he was not there. Also, about 20 minutes after he gets there, a deputy chief investigative officer arrives from the secretary of state's office. Why? Why would you make an announcement to the press, we're stopping counting at 10.30, and then send your deputy chief investigative officer to State Farm Marina after midnight. I think it's because the monitor called him, but we don't know that yet. But all of that is suspicious. And the Secretary of State's waving his hands like, nothing to see here. That's like, you know, fact-checking with him is like uh, asking him to grade his own work. So I would, mean, what if, go would, ahead. Would there be any way to, to verify the falsity or fraud of the ballots at this point? I mean, it, it sounds as though it's almost unfalsifiable, given the fact that that the signatures, in my understanding, is in Georgia, the signatures are separated from the ballots for purposes of anonymity, typically. Uh, and now the signatures have been separated from the ballots. 
and you can't match them back up with the ballots they were with. So unless the numbers didn't match, unless there were fewer signatures than ballots, for example, then you'd be able to tell. But if the, if the numbers are the same, then is the allegation that there could have been substitution, or is that or that the or that the original ballots as submitted were not legit in the signature verification? We have several allegations that hit all points of that. But what I would say to you is, under Georgia law, what the president has to show is not that those people would have voted for him uh, had they been real ballots or had they been counted fairly. He only has to show that there were illegally counted ballots that are beyond the margin of victory. If we I said this last time, but President Trump had the most votes in an incumbent like election ever. But somehow Biden won with 18 million votes. Obama got like 60 million in his first term. Next time he got 50, 55 million because he just slumped in 2008. But he still won against McCain or Romney. But how the hell does an old man named Joe Biden get 80 million? Who is the vice president? Is it because they hate Trump so much? No, it's because it's dead people who are voting in the election. You know, even all back in 2016, all the liberals were pissed, passing, and throwing hissy fit that Russia included, included into the U.S. election. But what actually wasn't from Donald Trump, it was from the opponent, Hillary Clinton. We cannot prove, if this wasn't done consistent with law, with our observers observing, or the state monitor observing, we cannot prove that those were legal ballots, they are in question. So it's sufficient to overturn the election. Uh, so... Is it the, the allegations that, that are made about this particular tape, I know that there is one outstanding Georgia lawsuit. Uh, it was originally filed last week, uh, late Friday, not the Crack and Cindy Powell lawsuit, which was dismissed, uh, but the, the one that was, that was filed on Friday um, by uh, Rudy Giuliani and the actual Trump legal team. Uh, they had forgotten to pay some sort of filing fee. They refiled it uh, as, of, as of yesterday, and it's now under consideration. Is all of this included in that lawsuit? Um, all of it is included in the suit. And, and actually, the suit was going forward before we had the video. Uh, based on very cut-and-dried points, such as about 2,500 felons voted, about 66,000 underage people voted, about 5,000 voters voted who had left Georgia and registered in another state. Under Georgia law, that means you're automatically disqualified from voting, and so much more. <clears throat> I would say over 100,000 people are listed here who illegally voted who should not have voted. And that's all the president has to show to either get a new election or to certify the current one. So uh, have those votes actually been, been tabulated, meaning that when we look at the final voter count that has been certified by the state of Georgia, uh, and they've now done, I believe, three recounts of the votes, the, the numbers that you're mentioning, those are included in that final voter count is the allegation? Okay, so yes. um, well, what is the state of Georgia's response to all of this? And well, what's the defense been? Because if you can name the voters who are voting fraudulently, and it should be pretty easy to substantiate people who are registered out of state voting in the election or people who are underage. But I mean, we know when people are born. Uh, so, so what is their response been? So far they haven't responded because we just filed it Friday night. So let's see what happens. We'll find out soon because we'll have an expedited process because we have to. So well, what, what, is, circumstances. so what is the timeline on this particular lawsuit? Because uh, even folks who have been, you know, fairly staunchly defensive of the Georgia electoral system, folks like Eric Erickson down in Georgia, uh, even he has said this is easily the, the most uh, well-predicated lawsuit that he has seen filed uh, at this point. And it is worthy of note that you know the, the veracity of this lawsuit has nothing to do with whatever is going on in Pennsylvania or Arizona, uh, and it may not even turn the election more broadly, given the fact that Trump would actually have to win Georgia and Arizona and Pennsylvania 
uh, in order to in order to win the election. So when we're talking about this lawsuit, we're just talking about proper ballots being counted and improper ballots not being counted. So everybody should be on the side of that. What is the path forward for the lawsuit? What's the timeline given the safe harbor provisions in law? I think it's difficult to say. The judge has the discretion to expedite the process, which we think is almost certain. Um, I'm told the Secretary of State has waived, <clears throat> excuse me, his five days that he has to respond. Uh, normally he gets five days automatically because he's the state. So I'm not sure what's going to happen here and how quickly it can move. It might be advantageous for a judge to sit still until the time has passed, the December 14 deadline. Even then, it's the uh, opinion of our lawyers, it's still alive. Um, we want to litigate to the truth no matter what, because the relief asked for in the petition is not just about the election. It's about forcing the Secretary of State to do his job and get all of these illegal people off the rolls, first of all. I, and that would be in time for the Senate elections, by the way, getting these people off the rolls. That would be super valuable right away, because you see how close the Senate was in the, in the first go-round. And so, uh, again, I think that it's, it's important to recognize that, that a well-predicated lawsuit is worthwhile here, uh, regardless of, of your political opinions about the... Whoops, sorry. ...doing its job. Why, why do you think... Oops, sorry, sorry. My freaking phone's ringing right in the middle of a podcast. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'll try to edit that out, but I don't know. Yeah, just... Listen to the rest of the ventrilo explanation on and the video. I'm sorry. I'm just really tired and not, not feel, feeling up to it today. It is. You know, obviously, you know, there have been a lot of conspiracy theories that have been put out there. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and, and don't tend to believe in them uh, about you know, Brian Kemp and Raffensperger, the uh, Georgia Secretary of State, you know, being uh, you know, somehow you know, bought and paid for. I, I don't tend to believe that stuff. What do you think is the motivation here? Is it just that they're defensive of the Georgia legal system? Have they not been shown the evidence? Well, what do you think is the holdup here? I don't, you don't need to go as far as to say there's a conspiracy or something, you know, an international payoff or something like that. Really, it might be as simple as they are politicians just like the people in D.C. who, when they fall under pressure from people like Stacey Abrams and the Democrat Party, capitulate in a settlement agreement earlier in the year that loosened the standards for absentee ballots, which is where most of the fraud is, and now they have to own what happened? They, they don't want to have to own that Georgian's votes, the Georgian election might have been stolen under their watch. I think it's as simple as that. They don't want to take accountability for their actions or inaction. And so final final question for you, Jackie Deason. She is, of course, the former counsel to the chairman of the U.S. House Subcommittee on the Constitution, and she's a senior fellow at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Uh, so final question. Now, there's been a lot of talk uh, in Republican circles about Republicans boycotting the Senate elections in January. I, I cannot think of something possibly more counterproductive. Uh, I just wanted to get your opinion uh, on that piece of inanity. Nothing could be worse than the Republicans stay home. That guarantees a win for the Democrats. For the two Senate races, I have no idea why anyone would recommend that step. Even though it's true, there are irregularities. This is a losing... We cannot boycott the Senate election. The Senate election is what... We've got to win one of them. So Loeffler's got to beat out the challenger, and Purdue's got to beat out his challenger. Or just maybe Purdue wins, and then Loeffler loses, or Loeffler wins, and then Purdue loses. We just need to win one of the seats in order to have the advantage. So if everyone's, if the Republicans are telling us to not vote 
in Georgia in January, then we're fucked. We're fucked. If the lawsuits don't go out well, that means Democrats are running all three of the checks and balances. And if that happens, you'll see a rapid decline of jobs, a rapid decline of happiness in America. It'll be rise of of unemployment, rise of people on food stamps, rise of people of believing that socialism would work, and Biden would be all up for it. Him and his him and his friend Joe Biden will be cozy up in bed together. Meanwhile, Beto's gonna, Beto's gonna go over and take your guns. Like, you don't know what's going to happen in this world now. We're in the minority if we don't win the Senate election in January. Crazy process. You do have a Secretary of State who's not doing his job, in my opinion, and I think we've proved that. I understand, but you don't protest that by throwing away the U.S. Senate. You, you achieve nothing. So please, Georgians, show up to vote. Show up to vote. Despite the imperfections, you know, we have to show up and fight for that Senate. No compromises. Jackie, thanks again for joining me. If you want to hear more from Jackie Decent. All right, that'll be the end of this episode of The Shepherd Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Shepherd Show. And thank you for... Uh, thanks for Ben Shapiro for making his episode of the pod of his podcast. Anyways, thank you everybody for listening. I'm going to get a new mic soon, and my new book is releasing soon. It's going. It's called uh, "Masks Don't Work." Take off your mask. It's written by your one and only Connor Shepard. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tell your friends and family that you listen to the Shepard Show, and goodbye, everybody.